Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Our guest is Chris Weston, head of research at Pepperston Group. Chris, we'll get to the RBA and uh, we'll, we'll get to oil in a few moments, but let's start off with the Fed. We can't really expect anything too definitive uh, from policymakers. We've got a couple of CPI reports between now and the December meeting, and that seems to be the one that people are quite curious about. But I'll be interested to see if, if there are any comments on a couple of points. One, do they speak of some positive signs like lower housing prices and, and lower shipping prices? And two, do they hint that some time to assess would be prudent? Do you think we get either of those? Um, on the first point, <clears throat> I think that probably the way they would frame that would be that some of the interest rates, the sensitive sectors are showing signs of, of, of slowdown, and, and, and that's a positive sign. Um, but then obviously that I, I, there's going to be a lot of nuance, and I think the whole statement is going to be covered with nuance, uh, and conditionality and flexibility is going to be the two sort of ways I'm going to be looking at it. So um, while the interest rate sector, sensitive sectors have obviously shown signs of slowdown, the, the offset will be that there's you know, a lot of the sticky inflation, the core inflation is going to be persistently high. Um, so I think that that's that's the key factor within within the message. But I think generally speaking, with with the Fed, um, you know, I think that they'll welcome some signs. And, and but I think at the same time, when that when we talk about the step down, um, which is obviously the key focal point, whether they whether they sort of initiate a, a you know a, 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 a slower pace in, into the December meeting and the guidance around that. Uh, for me, it's about giving themselves maximum flexibility uh, for that meeting, uh, which means that they get 75 basis points could be on the table, 50 basis points could be on the table, but it really is is, is going to be very much data dependent. So I think this is a Fed that that, that still would rather have the US going into recession than um, have persistently high inflation. And, and that means that yeah. they have to have conditionality attached to this and flexibility. Chris, I mean, that's all about their credibility, isn't it, ultimately? And the point is, how much pain are they prepared for the U.S. economy or indeed the global economy to sustain as a result of that? Well, I think that they, they, they still sit in the uh, the glass half full camp that, that if there was a recession, it's going to be very mild. Um, we, we, we probably also need to believe that um, the midterms will hold some bearing towards this in the sense that if, if, if the bookies are, if the, if the betting markets are indeed on the money and we get you know, the Republicans taking both chambers of Congress and obviously we've got Biden in the White House, White House then you know, going up until 2024, really, there's going to be absolutely no fiscal support. Um, any new fiscal support is going to struggle to get through. It's going to be all yeah. the heavy lifting is going to be done by the Federal Reserve effectively. So, yeah, yeah we have to believe that that slowdown will be, will be managed well by them. So there's a debate on the RBA, whether it'll go 25 or 50, uh, but we know that the swaps imply only a, a one in five chance of an outsized move. Um, which way do you think they'll be moving? Uh, I, I'm, I'm firmly in the 25 basis point camp. I mean, I still think that we, we have 
you know, reminiscence of, of the Annika Foundation, that speech that came from the 8th of September, which really started this whole sort of dovish shift that the market is now, you know, firmly sort of sort of critiquing, I guess. Chris, I mean, we could talk about the interest rates and what the Fed and the RBA are likely to do here as well. But uh, given what's going on market-wise, we're not getting much traction, are we? And, you know, I suppose you've got to also be looking at what the earnings season's been telling you too, which, uh, uh, and, and that's my question. How is it informing you about the macro side of things? Well, it's, I mean, I think certainly big tech's been the, been the big one there. Um, I think, you know, when we started off the earnings season, remember we, we, we had the banks telling us that things were okay. Um, and we were getting some some good insights, positive insights with, from the consumer. Uh, I think really when we get the WalMarts of this world, and and, and you know we we start getting the the yeah you know, the big the big retailers, that's going to be something that that, that that could give us some good insights as well, um, because that's something we are watching is obviously how now this is is, is going to impact um, the consumer, and we're going to get ISM services this week, which will probably say a similar sort of picture. Uh, but generally, on the whole, it's it's still yeah the big thematic continues to be you know trading peak rates. That's that's the the dominant situation. I know we've we've got midterms and that may have some some small gyrations, very small gyrations. But generally, it's peak rates which continues to be the issue. So we're moving through the earnings season. I think it's going to be less of a factor now. Um, and uh, yeah, I think on the whole, it's it's been a fairly neutral um, earnings season for the market. Mm. I'm starting to hear more from traders uh, about um, maybe playing the long side and, and that uh, revisiting the, the lows that we saw may not be as likely as continuing to grind ahead. Um, yeah. When you look at things from that kind of, um, you know, 35,000 feet, what, what do you see? I just, I just, you know, as a trader, I, I, I just think keeping an open mind. I think you just go with the tape. Now, you can you, you can make an argument for us to revisit the lows, you know, things like quantitative tightening, still something that, that needs to be pushed in, especially we've just seen um, the refinancing situation, which means they're going to have to increase the TGA by six hundred billion dollars uh, to six hundred billion dollars by including another one hundred and fifty billion. So, yeah, I think that that's 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 an issue for the markets. Um, but you can also say, you know, if, the, if this if if we do see enough from the Federal Reserve, which I, I think I actually see in the more sort of hawkish camp for this week. But you know, if they were to open the door a little bit, this market could could rally, and, and you don't want to be left behind in that situation. So, I think the risks in this market, you, you can paint them either way i think you just gotta have an open mind and, and trade the price and trade, trade the tape because it's it's yeah i think we just expect to be surprised but uh, i'd probably yeah, i'd probably say there's probably what, more downside what, what, risk in the equity market here just briefly what's the tape giving you well at the moment we're rising yeah we're, at the moment we're rallying we've sort of gone into the 100 day moving average and, and the price is, is it seems to be capped around 3905 in s&p futures but yeah we're sort of feeling a bit of exhaustion and we sort of yeah, yeah, I think we're kind of stuck in this situation where we're probably be at best so going to consolidate maybe with a slight downside bias here. But, yeah, the market's been going up and that has to be respected. But for now, I think we've probably run into a bit of resistance. Um, yeah, a lot of short coverings come through. We're a much cleaner structure. Um, I don't think anyone really wants to put any risk on ahead of the Fed meeting. We'll have to see what their guidance is for December. Chris, what, what are you, uh, what's the question that clients are most asking you at the moment at Pepperstone? And actually, what are the bets they make your markets overall too? I think probably the dominant one right now is, you know, we, we've seen the dollar. It's, it's all really about the, the US dollar. I think, you know, obviously the wrecking ball that is, everyone focused on that situation. Uh, and we keep, keep continue to guide uh, people to two crosses, one, one being dollar CNH, the China, dollar China. That, that looks like it's making a, a tilt at new highs. If that does, you know, 
you know, break into those new highs, then then I think the dollar more broadly across G10 will, will come on, you know, will, will rally. Um, and then obviously dollar yen, uh, can we make a move back into intervention levels above 150? But generally speaking now, you know, with the terminal rate back above or but you know, looking to, to test um yeah, the the five percent level, and also with real rates, uh, five year real rates bouncing off one fifty and, and looking like they might move higher. Then, yeah, I think the general consensus is is, is from speculators that uh, yeah, the, the the US dollar has probably got a little bit further to go in the upside, and you know, it's a, it's a view that I firmly share. Chris, always a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. Chris Weston, the head of research at uh, the Pepperstone Group, just getting his take on the market. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.